On March 19, 2020, COVID-19 forced schools to abruptly close and shift to online and hybrid learning, uprooting the lives of caregivers, students, and all school personnel. This podcast series will center the voices of caregiver students and school staff members as they discuss their online and hybrid learning experiences during the COVID-19 pandemic. Through this podcast series, multiple stakeholders will gain firsthand insight into the various ways caregiver students and school staff members navigated and continue to navigate schooling during a pandemic. The goals of this podcast series are to provide stakeholders firsthand accounts of caregiver students and school staff members' experiences during online and hybrid learning and provide opportunities for stakeholders to better understand caregiver students and school staff members' challenges and triumphs so they can support caregivers, students, and school staff members during the continuing pandemic and beyond. We would like to thank the students, caregivers, and school staff members for taking the time to share their experiences with us. We appreciate you all. I came to speak with you today about being an educator during the time of COVID. Let's go to um, COVID last year, this year. Let's go back to COVID when school first started this year. Okay. How was that experience for you as an educator? Um, well, it was difficult. Um, back in August, the uh, state of our county and our school district decided to not have us start um, in person. So everybody was working remotely. Um, the teachers here were required to be in the building with the children being virtual, either in their homes or in other um, learning environments, such as at daycares. If they weren't in their personal homes, they were at family members' homes or um, at a daycare or other type of uh, daycare setting. Um, I would say it was fairly difficult, um, especially for students who were not um, able to be in their own environments, um, particularly within um, daycares or other types of daycare type settings. Um, it would make for it would make for really um, difficult um, learning environments for them and teaching environments for us because um, they would have a uh, plethora of different um, challenges, whether it be scheduling, um, if they didn't have, um, if they didn't have um, the correct amount of staff, they might ha not allow the kids to be on their computers because they wouldn't have people there to support them. Um, it would be loud. Um, the connections, um, the Wi-Fi connections were not always the best. So there was lots of uh, glitching and um, technical issues that way um, within the home environments. Um, sometimes, um, and this isn't to speak Ill, Ill of parents, but if they had to go out or they were doing things, sometimes they would take the kids with them. So the kids weren't always consistently getting on virtually. Um, Did you have any parents who um, had difficulties understanding the platform in yes, which they were was, trying, but they just did not understand they that. Did, they did have a very difficult time with understanding the platform, how to access um, 
getting on digitally with the with the with the teachers. Um, we are using Zoom, so the parents had a hard time understanding how to use Zoom, how to access Zoom, where to access Zoom, where to get to the curriculum, how to submit work to the kid uh, for the teachers. Um, so it was extremely difficult for. Um, many parents and how would you say, i'm sorry okay. how would you say your administration um assisted with with that with teachers and parents and students i think they did as best that they could in the circumstances that we were under um i think we were all kind of in the same boat with making sure that the kids were getting the the correct teaching that they were to be getting while also um being understanding of the different scenarios and um, situations that both the kids and the parents were being um, in in the moments. So I think that they are trying to be as um, supportive as they can to both the teachers and the families. Okay. So from August and now we're in March mm -hmm. and you guys have hybrid going on. So some of your students are at home still learning virtually and yes. some are here. Yes. How, how can, what's the comparison between August till now as far um, as comfortability on platforms, I students think, well, with their work? Since I work with the older kids, I think that they are getting to be, a, they are understanding the online platform better. Um, we're still using it consistently with the in-person students. So um, they are still navigating what, we're, what we were doing online. They're still navigating that on a regular basis. Um, most teachers, if not all teachers have just converted to putting everything online now anyway so that that way the kids are still familiar with it and it makes um we're using less paper less you know paper pencil just because of you know passing papers back and forth and you know the the spreading of the virus making sure that we're doing all that we can to um making sure that we're doing all that we can to um not cross contaminate and not spread any un unnecessary germs. Last question. In a perfect world, what would help you most um, during this COVID experience and in learning moving forward and teaching um, moving forward? I think, well, having the kids all back in person, um, especially at the elementary level, I don't think that kids need to be on computers all day, every day. I don't think it's not good for them and it's also not conducive to helping them to build those relationships. I think that we have seen a little bit of, I don't want to say regression, but kids just aren't conversing with each other like they used to. And I know that we are going into a way more digital age than we have ever before, but just being able to have, you know, verbal interactions with people is becoming kind of less and less and so we kind of need to get back to that in order for kids to be you know be able to hold conversations both with their peers and with teachers and um, other staff members this resource was brought to you by the midwestern plains equity assistance center to find out about other midwestern plains equity assistance center resources visit our website at www.greatlakesequity.org subscribe to our publications, click on the subscribe to our publications link located on the Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center website. 
The Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center, a project of the Great Lakes Equity Center, is funded by the United States Department of Education to provide technical assistance, resources, and professional learning opportunities related to equity, civil rights, and systemic school reform throughout our 13-state region. The contents of this presentation were developed under a grant from the U.S. Department of Education. However, these contents do not necessarily represent the policy of the U.S. Department of Education, and you should not assume endorsement by the federal government. This product and its contents are provided to educators, local and state education agencies, and or non-commercial entities for educational training purposes only. No part of this recording may be reproduced or utilized in any form or in any means, electronic or mechanical, including recording or via any information storage and retrieval system without permission in writing from the Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center. Finally, the Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center would like to thank the Indiana University School of Education Indianapolis at IEPY, as well as Executive Director Dr. Kathleen Kintorius, Director of Operations Dr. Sina Skelton, and Associate Director Dr. Tiffany Kaiser for their leadership and guidance in the development of all tools and resources to support the region.